Uh, I do want to say this. You know, I've been meditating through this. We have all these classes. We have Bible school. We have the Bible study fellowships. Uh, Wednesdays, we have these different services. And we were talking about this in the Bible school yesterday. Uh, we're doing a spiritual authority. We were just talking about how, you know, we come into the kingdom. You know, like you think about when you're, you're born again. So, 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 and I had another conversation with uh, one of the guys that uh, encouraged me on the uh, birthday video. And he was just asking me questions. He says, well, how do you handle this that's happening in the world? How do you handle this that's happening in the world? How do you handle this? Because, you know, we, we're not, we don't play off of current affairs. We play off of God's word, right? Um, but sometimes some of the things happening in the, in the culture bleeds into the church, so we have to talk about it. But, but actually, we're talking about it. We're ahead of it. We're not reacting to it. So at our, at here, we're, giving, we're being given word that's ahead of it. Um, and so sometimes we're not paying attention. So then something happens. We go, well, what about this? Well, we've already covered that <laughs> through the word. And so, so the reality is we have family, friends, loved ones, work, workers, associates that we deal with. They ain't living for the kingdom. But they're not necessarily against the kingdom. That's why God sent you there so they can be exposed to the kingdom. You, you understand what I'm saying? So a lot of times you see people doing stuff. You don't have to get all in a, you know, all irritated and frustrated like, like somebody's against your God. You know, now, there are people that are against your God. All right, check them. All right. But I'm saying, well, very few people are really against your God. They don't even know your God, right? They don't know God and they don't know the kingdom. There are very few Christians that know the kingdom. Amen. They know the religion, but they may not know the kingdom. But that, they're not being evil either. So, 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 so this is the whole thing. When we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that's just the start. We talked about this in class. Amen. That's just the beginning. You know how you graduate from school, from uh, 12th grade? I don't know if y'all remember. We talked about this in school yesterday. And there's a sense of it's over, right? And when you get to 12th grade, there's this sense of, man, I've been through 12 whole years of school. You know, and then, you know, that, that you, you're so excited that that last senior year you can, like, only go to school to 12 o'clock or whatever because you're ahead of your classes. And then when you graduate, everybody's waiting to take that cap and gown and throw it in the air to say what? It's over. But guess what? It ain't over. It's preparing you to begin now this adult life. Yes. So, so uh, what you say the stats was? 40% don't graduate? Oh, only 40%? I thought you said 30, but 40. Okay, so about 40% of the people that go to school graduate. And who was it? Venetia said less than that. Was it you? Somebody said less than that in, 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 some, in some schools. I, I wasn't focused on school. What I was saying is, you think they went to school not to graduate? They went to school to graduate, but they didn't prepare themselves when they went because that senior year, they were winding down instead of gearing up. You understand what I'm saying? Why am I using that? Because that's how we are as Christians. We go through a struggle to accept Jesus because there's so much in this world that says that ain't cool or people going to talk about you or you're going to miss your fun. When you finally let that weight go, there's a sense of whew, it's over. It's that same sense you had at your senior year in high school. But it ain't over. It's just begun. Now, you're learning how to live in the kingdom. And so when you start, to, when you're coming through the church, we're not mad at you. See, here he go. He's he, he taking this and that. No, I'm not. I'm offering you the kingdom life. That's it. Now, you have a choice if you want to live the kingdom life. You say, well, what about my friend that's doing this? They have the same choice. Maybe they don't want to live the kingdom life. But are you going to conform or transform to live the kingdom life? That's all it is. So all these things we're talking about these last couple weeks, this is just the kingdom life. That's all it is. Hey, hey, you know how people say, I was born this way? They're not tripping. We're born in sin and shaping in iniquity. That sin affects all of us differently. Me, how it affected me is I wilded out. And, and, let me see. We got kids in here? 
Not really, right? They're gone, right? I, could I say what I was about to say? I, I ain't gonna say nothing crazy. But, but, but me, well, it might be crazy to y'all. I was chasing um, behind. Yeah, all right, I'll just say that. So, so, so guess what? I had to be born again, yeah. right? I was chasing drugs and stuff like that. I had to be born again for how it affected me. So as if it's, some people had to be delivered from drinking. Some people had to be delivered from not knowing who they are as God designed. God, listen, God made no mistakes. He designed you exactly where you're supposed to be designed. But once you were born in this world, you can be confused about his design because feelings can tell you something different. Influence can tell you something different. Tradition can tell you something different, right? Environment can tell you something different. It has an effect. Abuse can tell you something different, right? But that doesn't mean you, something wrong with you. What it means is you must be born again. That's everybody's category. Somebody says, I was born this way. I'm not mad at them. I'm just saying, yeah, well, according to the scripture, like me, you must be born again. But are we saying that? Or we go, well, hey, they, hey, they can't do nothing about it. They were born again. Oh, I, I did something about it. I was born that way. I did something about it. You know what I did? I got born again. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody has the opportunity to be born again. If they're born again and they're saying, hey, man, I'm stuck. I, I can't change this. That's one thing. But if you're not born again, your feelings are going to have more control. You understand that? So I'm saying that to say, so we don't have to get all tight and all uncomfortable. We can just say, hey, um, what are you doing today? Why are you spending so much time there? Well, I'm trying to figure out how to live the kingdom life. I've been living this world life the whole time. And just because somebody tell me one day, I'm not going to get it in one day. You didn't get math in one day. Did you? They told you Monday and that's it. You ain't getting no more classes. Do you think, think about teachings? I mean, some of them are series. So let's say the series go four or five weeks. You really got, what, four or five hours of information. Could you have passed all your classes in school with just four or five hours of information? You see, somebody might say, hey, I think we talked about this before a couple years ago. Yeah, for about four hours. <laughs> and it probably didn't take. <laughs> not, that, that's not, I'm not putting nobody down, you understand? Not because you're tripping. Because very few things take if you just get four or five hours. Now, what about the person that kind of is in and out of getting the word? They ain't even getting four or five hours. They're not tripping, they're just not getting enough information to absorb the kingdom life. So the kingdom life is not going to be a habit. The world life is going to be a habit because you've had, we've had tremendous amount of hours. And then even when we don't want to learn, we go on TV, we listen to music, and we get training all the time. Right? By hours all day, all week, and then you sit around folk and they're training you. Why are you doing that? Right. Oh, you ain't going to have a drink? Didn't you? You didn't get your certified training on drinking? <laughs> you, know, you understand what I'm saying? Because that's how people, like when I, people used to tell me, you don't get high? Well, come on, let's take you to school. <laughs> and then I went to school and I learned how to get high. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. So now I'm born again. Now... What, what, what happened to me, they was like, come on, man, let me take you to school show you how to live the kingdom life. You live in a weak life. Let me show you how to live the power life. Amen. Right? So that's why we're spending time talking. I, just, I was just reflecting on it because I, I, I see people are really, they mean well. Like everybody means well. But, but they're struggling. Dude, some, some good Christians, you know, some good Christians, they're defaulted. They'll just find something to do for you so, so they can skip learning. So I'll just keep, I'll, I'll be busy doing, but I'm not going to learn. But then you're saying we love the Lord. But when you love the Lord, now I want to learn, learn how to live your life, Lord. I want to sit before you. I want to get word. Yeah. You know, I was talking to an athlete. I'm thinking about me saying this. And we were talking. I said, hey, listen. Create an atmosphere around you for greatness. Create, create an atmosphere. And I, and I gave this example. I'm, I'm still going to be on our topic. I know we're talking about sound effects. Stay with me. And so I told him, I said, I said, so this particular person is a boxer, professional boxer. I said, so I, said, so I know you got fights coming up. I said, you, you're going through stuff. I said, let me give you an example. Holyfield fought Mike Tyson. Now, I'm a Christian, 
So as a Christian, I heard stuff different in the atmosphere than everybody else, right? So Tyson comes in, and I don't, I don't, I don't know specifically. It could have been Tupac, Biggie, whatever. He was playing in the background, you know, Tyson getting his meme mug ready because Tyson only won one fight before the fight started. So that's why most of the fights was like one or two rounds because the person's shaking, you know, and then if they get hit with one of, you know, with that combination that to, to the body, to the head, and that uppercut, he had that, 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 that combination. When they feel that, that, that blow, like, oh, I don't think I want no more of this, so I'm going to fall out. I'm going to get paid anyway. <laughs> Nothing personal. I'm going to put this out there. That's what Michael Spinks did. He got hit with a body shot. He's like, that's no. <laughs> He's like, how much I get? I still get my millions? Nah, nah. I ain't, hey, hey. I want to eat tomorrow. I'm not. He just put the knee down, stay down with a body shot. Well, Holyfield comes in. All, now, Mike has his atmosphere. Holyfield was playing uh, the music from the Spirit of David by Fred Hammond. One of the, the whole, this whole worship where, uh, where people are using scriptures and things like that, a lot of people did it, but Fred Hammond actually broke through with it. This, if you go back, you can go back and listen to the Spirit of David uh, uh, CDs to this day. Powerful. That's what Holyfield had playing. And so Holyfield comes, comes in playing that music and speaking in tongues. So he's bouncing around. Tyson is like, okay, wait a minute. The atmosphere here unchanged. And he don't look like he bothered by me. So it flipped. Tyson lost the fight before it started. Tyson did something in that fight no one's ever done in boxing. He tried to buy off of somebody's ear. Do you think Tyson was like, you're not thinking about biting this dude here off? No, he got overwhelmed. But he didn't really get overwhelmed. The spirit in him got overwhelmed. Couldn't handle the worship. The spirit didn't know what to do with it, so the spirit went crazy and had Mike Tyson do something he probably would have never done consciously. Twice. <laughs> Come on, think about it. Nobody in their right mind going to do nothing like that. He wasn't in his right mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? So let's just get back to what we're talking about, the music. Uh, we were talking about the sound effects, but the atmosphere of music. And so I was telling a guy, I said, hey, make sure you keep that atmosphere right. I said, because when, that, when we talked about it last week, when that atmosphere is right, remember when Lucifer was in heaven, he created a worship atmosphere, and God went creating. We made his image and after his likeness. When we have a worship atmosphere, we go creating. I heard uh, Z was teaching this morning, and she says she, was, uh, she goes into the store uh, to get medication for you, and y'all was financially struggling at the time, right? So she says she goes into the store, and they said the medication was $900. She says, <laughs> so she was teaching uh, the disciples class, so she was up here. She said, devil is a liar. <laughs> she said, that's what she said to herself. So she took some steps, and she started worshiping. I forgot the song. You know, you, she started singing, you know my name, in the store. She goes back to the counter, and they told her the, the medication was $25. She, said, she says, I, I sing a lot in the store. She says, and when I'm in a situation, I just start singing. I don't care how I sound, but I'm going to create a sound. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, so it's, 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 it's an atmosphere that we're trying to create. And so if the atmosphere is consistently fed with God, you'll hear God's frequency. So how many situations are we in we go, I don't know what to do. Should I do this? Should I do that? How many situations that we're in, it seems insurmountable? Yeah. Like, like it, you know, based on the person you're dealing with, the situation you're dealing with, what you're trying to acquire. Like the circumstance keeps coming at you like, please, don't even bother. Like David and them in jail. I'm sorry. Paul and them in jail. David wasn't in jail. Paul and them was in jail. They was in jail. What did they do? They started praising and creating an atmosphere. The, the whole jail started jumping. Shackles start falling off. Something happens when you create an atmosphere. 
in uh, 2 Chronicles 20, it's a little audible, so don't look for that scripture, uh, right? 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat and them heard all these kings was coming at him. He called everybody together. He said, man, let's get on our face and worship. Now, these kings are coming. I don't have an army to do nothing with them. So I'm in a situation that there's nothing in my power and my might I can do anything about. So the only thing I'm, I'm, I know to do, I'm going to create an atmosphere for God to show up. Hey, let's get on our face. While they were worshiping, the Bible says God sent ambushments to the, king, to, to, to the kingdom. So when they went to fight, everybody's laid out, gone. God created such an atmosphere that is so much fear, they ran, but left all their stuff. It said it took them three days to gather all the spoils. So they went for a battle, but ended up rich. Why? Because they created an atmosphere. Remember, we talked about this. David played the harp and drove he played, he played the strings. He drove the evil spirit out of Saul. But if it can be, if it can be driven out, Craig Lewis said this, it can be driven in. Because remember, Lucifer was what? He was over worship. What's his number one tool? He's the master mixer of music. Now he's perverted or corrupt so he's using the music, and it's subtle. I not one time have you ever heard me say the devil plays bad music, bad-sounding music, okay? It wouldn't, it wouldn't draw you in. It wouldn't get you to drop your guard. It's going to sound good. It's what he does. There is nobody God created that had the ability of music as he had. You can pick your favorite artist. Got nothing on Lucifer. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you really have to be uh, tuned into God's frequency to see if that sound is coming from a vessel of God or a vessel that the adversary is influencing. We can't be naive. But that's, that's, how we, that's how we live in the kingdom life. In the kingdom life, we create an atmosphere for, so we can be creative, an atmosphere so we can, we can grow, we can have strength. We don't have atmosphere where we don't feel like doing it. We lose that want to, right? What's still in dreams is losing the want to. Ah, or whatever. Ah, just like, you know, think about it. how do people jack up relationships? Yes, it's the circumstances, but it wouldn't normally have if somebody goes, man, just forget it, right? Lose the want to, right? Lose the faith. Like, like imagine, if, imagine if these people went into worship. Oh, we're going to change this atmosphere up in here, right? As opposed to not only giving up, but listening to music and sound that's feeding depression and quit. Because the artist lived in, lived in depression and quit. So they breathe that into music and you absorb it. Not because you're evil. You're absorbing it because it sounds good. Right? That's, nobody's tripping. It's not, somebody said, well, uh, uh, well, I know you don't like that kind of music. That's not true. It has nothing to do with what I like. It has something to do with the atmosphere that I need created. Oh, I definitely like music. I lived for music. It wasn't just uh, uh, casual entertainment. Uh, we had this conversation. We met. She's a singer and rarely got really into music. She's like, I don't know who the artists are. I can tell her the artists. I can tell her what group they used to be with. I could tell her when they became producers, what songs they wrote. Like I was that serious in it. Like, you know, what they've gone through in their personal life because I was believing for them to get back with the group. <laughs> Come on, man, get back with the group, man. Group was sweet, man. You're gonna mess the whole group up. Group up, trying to go solo. Two albums didn't work. Come on, Mac. You know what I'm saying? That's how I was. I was I said, some people, when I became a Christian, I loved, I loved the music so much, I was like, I hope they get saved. And if they say anything about God, I was like, they're close. Maybe it's okay for me to listen to their song now. They said God. I heard them say God. You heard them say God, right? That's, that's close. Almost like a Christian. <laughs> but that's the stage I was at. Like, I was just like, hey, what? They say God? 
What? What? They said something about church? Hey, let's, let's go in. Let's go in. Look, man, now I can listen to back then. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't all that serious about God yet. I was like, now I can listen to some good music. Because <laughs> I wasn't feeling the praise and worship. You know, what, what, what y'all just say? Ain't no rock going, going to shout in my place when I first came to the church. Remember? I was like, what in the world is these people singing? Who, who going to feel that? What was it? Ain't no rock. Shout in my place. And it was like a two-step. I was like, I was like, this ain't got no, this ain't got no, you know, groove to it. So, so I'm in there going like this, and they're going, ain't no rock. And I'm like, <laughs> trying to catch the beat. I, I done ran past it. Right? So I wasn't feeling it. I'm just keeping it, I mean, because I came from a different atmosphere of music. And it, that frequency didn't want to let me go. You understand what I'm saying? And, and every time I heard that frequency, I picked up on that signal. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. what was that? Like, I picked it up. I could be at a, at a, at a restaurant. And I'm talking, hold on a second. Whoa, that's my song. <laughs> yeah, that's my song. I'm, I'm all back in the mood, right? What? But can we pick up on God's frequency like that? Amen. See? Are we, are we on God's signal? Right? <laughs> so... so you pick up his presence when you tune into his signal. Amen. We need his presence. His presence is fullness of joy and his right hand pleasures forevermore. Right? So that's why the Bible says, hearken. Well, you see, Scripture says, hearken. Listen with the intent to obey. I'm picking up on his frequency. I'm locked in. You know, if something's in, you know, you're at your job, you're trying to please, the, the big boss comes, right? He starts to talk. You're trying to get a promotion. Other people playing around, you locked in, right? Because you're like, I'm going to hear something nobody else heard, do something nobody else has done. He's going to be happy with it because I was attentive, right? Do we please God like that? What, God talking? Hold on, hold on. Man, man, shut up, man. God talking. I want to hear something that no one else is hearing to do something that no one's done so the master can be pleased. That's going to take me to another level. But are we casual with what we hear? And we're missing God's frequency, what he's saying. Not really. So, so we, we've been talking about uh, submitting to authority in class and how, how in our culture, obedience is a bad word. Not our culture, in the, the, the world's culture. In God's kingdom, obedience is the key. So you, so, so you see the difference with the kingdom life versus the, the uh, natural life? See, in the natural life, obedience, man, ain't nobody trying to tell me what to do. What you trying? As soon as you hear obedience, like, what? What? I'm ready. I'm ready. Ain't, no, ain't nobody controlling me. But in the kingdom life, well, obedience is an opportunity for me to submit to authority so I can draw authority. Woo! Where is that? Amen. See, so you're listening for opportunities for obedience when you're in the, living a kingdom life, right? But when you live the world life, you're looking for opportunities to be independent. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. Isolated, right? You're not, you don't want to be accountable and responsible because you think someone's controlling you. And mom and daddy controlled you or the relationship controlled you. People control you. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody telling me. This how I roll. This how I roll is what Satan did to get kicked out of heaven. He stopped picking up on the signal, right? And so, so uh, uh, let's look at Ezekiel 37. I, I, I thought this was very interesting. Again, we're talking about sound effects. So sound has an effect whether we're paying attention or not, right? Who's got your ear, right? Don't walk in the counsel of the godly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, right? But, but our delight's supposed to be what? In the law of the Lord. And in that law, we meditate day and night. And whatsoever we do, we'll prosper. I know the scripture says more than that, your leaf shall not wither and all. But what, what I'm saying is, look, it's saying, it's basically saying, watch who you give your ear to. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Counsel is communication. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. You're listening to people that's cracking jokes and plant about your God, scorning your God. Right? Don't walk in the counsel of God. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Your delight should be in the law of the Lord. 
But we'll sit around people because we've been cool with them for a long time, listen to them curse, listen to them say all types of things, and then you, you laugh. <laughs> you, you so funny. You be tripping. And the whole time, so suppose God's sitting right there. you like, see, you, you play too much. Because <laughs> the relationship and them maybe being uncomfortable with you going, whoa, 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 could you tone that down a little bit? That's more important that they're not uh, dissatisfied than God is. So he says, well, okay, since you can't handle it, don't sit with them. If you're not going to redirect that sound that's coming to you, then don't sit with them. Right? Delight yourself in the law of the Lord and meditate on that day and night. Right? All right, so uh, I ain't even get there yet. It's so busy talking. Ezekiel, right? Yeah. See, I was giving you opportunity to get there. I was just, I'm playing. So Ezekiel 37, and th- 11. Uh, uh, seven. <laughs> Go up to verse seven. Verse four. Let's start at verse 1. <laughs> All right, it says, And the hand of the Lord, the power of the Lord, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which is full of dry bones. It says, And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in an open valley, and lo, they were very dry. So they were very dry at a low place. Right? Valley is low. Right? And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Can that which is dry live? Right? And I answer, O Lord, thou knoweth. So he's smart. He's like, You asking me? Man, you know more than I know. So let me know. Verse 4, he says, and, and again he said, Prophecy upon these bones. Now, now I need you to use your breath to, sp- to speak out what I. Speak out my, my breath through them. The breath that I have in you, I want you to pour out on them. It's, he says, prophesy, say unto them, O ye dry bones, look, look, hear, pick up on the frequency, the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to, look, look, that's breath, sound, right? I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews, you know, that's ligaments and stuff, upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So out of obedience, so Ezekiel says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, a sound, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. So now these dry bones in this valley is all over the place. All of these parts of the body are disconnected and dry, laying desolate in a low place. He starts to speak and connections are start to be made, bone to bone. Right? You see that? Things are coming back together that was apart. Right? Can you see that? It says, bone to his bone. He says, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath, breath in them. So now they're coming together and what secures them and locks them together, they came together first now. What locks them together, holds them together, but they still didn't have the, the breath, the right sound within them, Right? It says, and then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. 
Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dry and our hope is lost and we are cut off from our parts, our connections. So look, this was the focus. He used the dry bones to focus on what's happening to the people of God. They're just, they're, 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 they're so divided and apart, and they have no life in them. And they're all at a low place. Better placed than some other bones, but not at the place God wants them to be. So he says, prophesy, speak the right sound in that atmosphere. And the first thing that starts happening is they start coming together. Then they started being locked in together. Then the presence and the power of God started to pour on them, and they started to live. Atmosphere is important. That sound is important, right? Scripture says in Joshua 21, 45, it says, There fell not aught of any good thing which the Lord God had spoken, sound in the atmosphere unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. Remember, the Bible says, God's word won't go out void, but it will accomplish what he sent it to do. So when God speaks out sound, it's going to happen. See, when that sound was spoken to those dry bones, they couldn't help but to obey the voice of God. Right? The sound and atmosphere. So, so what happens is you're not designed to be in confusion. You're not designed to be in delusion. You're not designed that way. But a lot of us find ourselves in confusion, delusion, depression. That's because of the sound of the world. But when God pours his sound, when you start to, uh, uh, I was talking to a family member, and I said, listen, I said, I know you're grieving. Play some worship in the atmosphere. Create another sound in the atmosphere. Because the temptation is not just to make you sad, but to disconnect you from the body. Gets you so frustrated because, you know, a lot of times when people go through stuff, they blame God. Gets you so frustrated that you get disconnected. Now you're, you're back to being a dry bone, right? Put a sound in the atmosphere that, that, that makes you want to create. Why is creation important? Because people that create see beyond the circumstances. They see, they see sculptures in a the stone. They, th- they see things that are not as though they were. Right? Everything that's, that's been, that we live for, like light bulbs and stuff like that, Thomas Edison had to see something that's never existed before. It was only candles. And, and if you go back and, and research, I think he got denied like a thousand times or something like that, or messed up a thousand, whatever, but he kept seeing a light bulb. The Wright brothers, uh, you know, uh, just kept falling. They, they believed they could fly. And look, we're flying all over. Think about me and my wife are talking about this coming in. Like, there's people right now watching. They ain't in Charlotte. They're all over the world. There's some people in Africa watching. There's some people in different states and stuff watching that contact us all the time. All over the world. Kenya and different places. Because somebody thought of the Internet that never existed before. Look, thought of people using something invisible to draw visible to them. You can't, you, hey, you've never put your hands on the internet. You've never touched it. Right now, there's people listening to sound that's coming through this mic into a board that's traveling all over the world. Sound. That's how powerful it is. Right? They're tuning their ear to sound. Right? So it's just, it's just something that we, we can't play with or um, take for granted, right? right so, so, so look here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Psalm 47. Psalm 47, verse 5. Well... Let's start at verse 1. <laughs> it says, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. 
It says, for the Lord most high is terrible or great. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. Think about that. This is five. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of the trumpet. So you see, because they played the trumpet, the, the, you know, that, that wind instrument, they, they, they played that what? To, for victory. You know, so when that sound, remember when they went around uh, uh, Jericho, right, they went around a wall seven times. And, you know, and then they were told to shout. And then they played the ram's horn. The walls caved. They ain't even had to fight. Because within the walls, Everybody had already heard about the miracles that God had done to get them out of Egypt. Just, 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 I mean, you cannot hear about that. You don't, look, no newspaper, no news reporters traveling over the waters where you can just travel with camels. But listen, all of them, them ten plague, the plagues, the, uh, uh, the, the, the water being turned into blood, the locusts and stuff like that, they, they heard about all this stuff. What the children of Israel's God had did to get them out of Israel. Look, they heard about it. They heard, sound came to them about what God did. And then so when, when the children of Israel started moving, and then they heard, they come, <laughs> they're coming to take our land, <laughs> right? And so when they came in, they come to Jericho, they're, they're already going, man, they got God with them. Man, they got God with them. Then they hear them just walking around, praising the Lord. Seven days, they're just walking around. Now imagine you inside the castle like, are we serious right now? Like, and then you're like, are they coming? You know, you got, you got your bow, you got, you got your sword. You're like, they come in, and you, but you hear them. They're not complaining. They're not tripping. You hear them just glorifying God. Like, they know they're going to beat your bond. <laughs> they're not even like, you don't see them practicing every day. They're like, they're not taking you serious. Something they, they used to teach me in basketball. Like, I would pay you no mind. Because I wanted you the whole time on the court to realize, like, you're not even here. <laughs> you know, guys would try to cheap shot me and stuff like that. I'd just be playing like they're not there. I was taught that. And then at the moment when the game was on the line, I would look at them and start laughing. <laughs> because I wanted them to think, Oh, man, this dude ain't paying me no mind. Now he about to get me. You know, I just, I just you know, it's a mind game, right? And, and, and when we started playing, when we had a church program, we started playing in the uh, uh, pro-am leagues and stuff like that. We would praise the Lord before the games. So if you was looking on the sidelines, before the game started, we, we lifting up our hands. Lord, we lift you up, we magnify you. We won that church. And we wasn't at like a little, little mom and pop league. We was a big time league. We praising the Lord. Because the thought was, oh, we ain't worried about y'all. We're praising the Lord. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We created an atmosphere. I remember we used to play uh, uh, in the city, and uh, we were called, we changed our name to Thunder, but we were called Sons of Thunder. And so uh, Florida State has this thing. Um, where they, right? So, so, so they used to, I just saw the video the other day because uh, my son was posting some stuff. Of when he was playing, and you could see the whole crowd. Like, we would be sons of thunder. And, and so I talked to my friends in the city. They'd be like, man, we play y'all, man. It's like, y'all got this whole crowd, and they, and they just be sons of thunder. And the whole game would change. Like, like we, we, we won championships and leagues because of the crowd, because they created this sons of thunder. And, and, and you know, in the bleachers, boom, boom. And like, and so we coming down the court. We coming down the court. That they with us. We coming down the court like this, right? The other people coming down the court like, they just shut up, right? Created sound. It created sound. It created atmosphere. What's like the other guys would show up at the game, and they be like, "What's going on in here?" And when do we play them next? You understand what I'm saying? So first, first Corinthians 13, well, first Corinthians 14. Now, first Corinthians 14 uh, 
is a great chapter to walk through uh, the gift of tongues. That's the gift that's on you when you see somebody speaking in tongues in a congregation and there's an interpreter. That's what the gift of tongues is in, but the First Corinthians 14 calls it prophecy, right? But then it talks about unknown tongue. That's when you have you speaking in tongues unto God. Uh, verse 2 says, when I speak in an unknown tongue, I'm magnifying, I'm talking unto God, right? It's a great chapter that, that walks through um, the value of both. But as I was uh, reading through it, I thought this, would, this was fitting for what we're talking about. If I get to the chapter, then we can read together. So 1 Corinthians 14, and I think I'll, we'll, we'll stay here. Uh, seven. I kind of really want to read, start with verse one, but I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay, because I, I, yeah, I want people to get the whole context of it. So I'll just tell you, he's talking about the contrast of speaking in tongues. Verse six, he says, now, brethren, if I came unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophecy or by doctrine? He says, so he was saying like, if I, if, if the whole purpose of, of the prophecy of tongues is God is speaking through the person in an unknown tongue, there's an interpreter so you understand what's talking about. The gift of tongues is a conversation with God. I'm not talking to the individual. That person's not going to know what I'm talking about, right? They're not going to understand what? The sound. Because they're not going to be on that frequency, right? There's a frequency going on with the Spirit and God. Because the Bible says the Spirit uh, speaks groanings that we can't speak speaks out sound that our natural understanding can't pick up that signal, but the Holy Spirit prays the perfect prayer through us, right? That's Romans 8, 26, right? So here he says in verse 7, it says, even things without life-giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? So he said, if you put a, a horn or, or flute or a harp, or, or a uh, piano, or violin, and you just sit it right there on the stage. There's nothing coming out of it. There's nothing to move to. You're not moving to the beat of the harp because it's sitting there. But when a certain sound comes out of it, you're moved with the sound, right? The pipe, you know, I told you uh, last week, the pipe piper is a true story. He was pulling children out of the town with music. He was seducing music, right? So he was just pulling them. And they was following. We think it's a cute cartoon. It's not cute. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, but it shows the influence of sound. Uh, my nephew came up the uh, second week we talked this, and he was sharing how uh, in, in producing uh, and engineering, they would come up with something they're, what they believe is great lyrics, great beat. They offer it to the, to, to the, the company, and they go, oh, no, it's not at the right frequency. It's not at the Pied Piper level where we can influence and draw people in. So they wasn't asking about their talent. Just make sure it's on the right frequency. Y'all can talk crazy. We don't care. Put it on the right frequency. Y'all can talk about nothing. Just put it on the right frequency. That don't even sound, that ain't even... You're going to lose the battle with that mess. But you'll help us draw people in with the right frequency. You know, you'll be battling rapping. You'll be like, that ain't, that's weak. But we love the frequency. <laughs> you, you understand that? And now, now, that was from someone in the industry. That wasn't, that wasn't for me, right? Did I say that right? All right, so uh, verse 8, it says, For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for battle? So if it's not the sound for battle, I'm not even thinking about battle, right? So likewise, yet, except ye utter by tongues words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye speak, for ye shall speak into the air. That's why the Scripture says, um, you shall be held, held account for every idle word, Matthew 12, 37, right? It says out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speak. It says you'll be held account for every idle word. Before God started talking about tithing, he said, your words are stout against me. Your sound is not in harmony with what I'm saying. 
right? You speak in a different noise, right? And then, uh, where well, I give you, even so, even so ye, I'm sorry, 11. It says, therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice or sound, how shall, how shall be, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. So if, if, we're, if we're on different frequencies, I'm going to sound like a barbarian, but the person receiving it is going to seem like a barbarian to me because you don't get this? So this is what happens when people walk through the doors and uh, family members and stuff like that. They're not tripping, but since they don't understand the sound or the frequency, to them, it's, bar- it's barbaric. Man, can't nobody do that. Man, that's crazy. Man, and vice versa, to you, their response is barbaric. Like, do you, do you really believe what you just came out of your mouth? Are you serious? But what I was saying earlier is you don't have to respond as if people are barbarians. Just offer them why you believe. In other words, shift your frequency so you communicate in their language so they understand. But that would take love and patience. Because think about it. It's easier to go, oh, they don't understand. Because now you have, you've just removed yourself from all responsibility at that point. Oh, they be tripping all the time. You just remove yourself from all responsibility. Well, you know, I, they ain't really feeling the God stuff. I just remove myself from responsibility. But suppose I find the right frequency to get the message to them, the right sound. See, that aggressive fear is the wrong frequency. They can't receive that because you, 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 you ready for a battle, not ready for an understanding. There's a difference. Uh, uh, I don't think they remind me saying it, but we, we was counseling some people out of town for, uh, uh, we do premarital courtship with people all over the country. And so we're talking to them, and we have a question on our questionnaire about, uh, about uh, uh, do you smoke, drink, and things of that nature. But we always ask, why do we ask the question? And so, so one person said, well, I don't know. And the other person said, well, because it can impair you. So, 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 we, so, so I said, you hit it right on the head. So I said, to, for cu- couples to flow together, you have to be in harmony. If people are on a different signals because they're intoxicated, when you get intoxicated, you don't get an agreement. Just, just for newsflash, just because you ain't know that. You could be having a good day. Both of you have a drink. The thing about intoxication, it takes you inside yourself. It doesn't connect you to outside yourself. So there's going to be some misunderstanding. Not because nobody's evil, it's because now we have two individuals now in the room. Oh, oh, oh try this one on for size. You, you, you guys rolling together, having a good day. One of you smoke a joint. Both of you smoke a joint. You're going to go inside yourself. So what you trying to say about that? What you mean by that? What you trying to say? All right? You're not, you're not on the same frequency. Some of y'all have already experienced this, so you know I'm telling the truth. You want to come up here and witness? <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? I, I'm being funny. Like, you, you can attest to what I'm saying, Amen. right? Now, sometimes we're in denial, but we know that's what happens, right? Okay? Now, so to be on the same frequency, we have to be listening to the right sound. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so we can't take in these things. So, we, so, 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 when, the, so when the couple heard that, they both wrote, they were honest on their, their questionnaires. Like, yeah. I have a couple of drinks here and I drink so socially. And so the person uh, presented with a lot of people present. I mean, James was talking about this. Uh, no, James brought up uh, uh, a, not an excuse for the people, but how he understood the angle that they might be coming from. So the person said, well, Jesus turned the water into wine. I said, well, if you were struggling with turning the water into wine, turning water into wine, right? And then you said, man, Pastor, we're trying to get this relationship together, but we just keep turning water into wine, right? And I said, well, you, sh- you shouldn't be doing that. That's not good. Well, Jesus turned the water into wine. You, you might have somewhat of a case. But that scripture is not saying drink the wine. There, there is a, a, a scripture that tells you to drink wine, but it says uh, for your stomach's sake and when you're ready to perish. Well, that's what kombucha is. That's fermented um, uh, fermented fruit and juices, it creates pro- probiotics, and it helps your digestive system, right? 
That's fermented stuff, right? But the regular wine or juice, right? That's, it's, 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 there's, there's no instruction. Wait, how many people, ready? How many people drink because they're ready to perish? I don't know anybody. I know very few people that drink for their stomach's sake. Wine or alcohol or whatever. Okay, so now I share with them also that the, the instructions in the whole Bible talks about how it's not good for you. So you don't just take one scripture out of it. You see how it lines up with the whole of the Bible, what we learn in, in school. But when I shared that with them, they didn't fight. They didn't trip. They took the information, and now they, have to, they, they can make a collective decision. I wasn't like, well, okay, give me, give me what you got to say. Okay, 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 we're going to break you down. Pastor Melvin jumping in. Hold on, baby, let me get him. Let me get him. Tag, tag, tag. You know, and she comes in, what? We didn't do that. Because we don't need to. See, when you take your stand and you got your attitude, you might have a good point. But who's, who's listening to you? You're starting to fight. If you believe what you say, Walk through the conversations. No one's against you. They're offering you what they've been exposed to. And you offer what you've been exposed to. But you have to be humble enough to say, hey, I didn't consider that. I haven't looked at that angle before. Let me do some more research on that. No, I'm not researching just to prove my point. I'm researching to find God's truth. You see what I'm saying? See, because, like, if you're talking to me, if I'm having a conversation with you, I'm not researching to prove you wrong. I did the research already to find God's truth. You see what I'm saying? So, so I had this truth before you opened your mouth. I'm not finding this truth just to be right. You see the difference? And so, and truth keeps a peaceful atmosphere and creates a great sound. We can find how to connect because we're together, so we're supposed to connect. Hey, some people are confident when they talk. Some people are aggressive when they talk. Some people, like my wife, my wife, her eyes get big. She's passionate. But it's all love, right? I'm, I'm, I've done so much research, I, have, I don't know everything, for the record. But what I have researched, I'm confident about, right? So there's a, a piece, but the confidence is not saying I'm better than you. The confidence is saying, oh, no, 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 no like, I'm, I'm good with this. I have this information. Just like on a basketball court, I probably laugh a lot. I'm not laughing. People used to get mad and want to fight. I wasn't laughing against them. I enjoy playing basketball. I go down the court, woo! I'd be making all types of noises, woo! Like that, because I, I enjoy playing. I wasn't thinking about them, but to them, oh, who do you think he is? I, I, I wasn't even really on me. I was just like, let me see how I can, you know, I like playing chess too. Let me see, okay, they, that's the only spot open. Let me see how I can cross him up, shake him over here so I can get there. And then I, when I do it, I'm like, woo! I run down the court, I'm happy. I'm enjoying the game. I'm not against you. Guess what? Hey, I spent time with working on these moves. And I had an opportunity to execute it against someone coming at me. And I was able to execute it. It felt good. Guess what? I spent time on these moves. Absorbing God's sound. I spent time with this. So so when, when when a situation comes up, and I'm talking about it, and it makes sense. I feel good about it. I'm happy you got the information too. But I'm not happy I proved you wrong. How is that a benefit to me? If I prove you wrong 10 times in a row, do I get like extra credit? No. See, when we come into a relationship, you got to understand what your motive is in a relationship and what mine is. My life is to help people get life. My purpose is to help people discover their purpose. God had to make me insecure, gave me a name that means insecure, so I'm okay with everybody shining. My name means secure, sorry. All right, so you understand what I'm saying? So anybody that, well, y'all saw all them people talking, anybody you interview, my life has always been about other people's lives. So if I, if, if I tell you the truth and it hurts, it's not about me. It's I care enough about you, I'm okay with not being liked so you get what you want. Now ask yourself, what's your motive? You understand what I'm saying? 
And, and don't ask yourself with your motive to put yourself down to go, well, actually, I'm more about defending myself, making myself look good. I don't want nobody making me. That's okay, but understand, don't convert people into your worldview of yourself. That's how you would handle it. Take time out to really understand the people you're around, and you'll be able to absorb their sound. Because their sound could be the change to your life. Their sound, what, what they breathe into you, could chase out that darkness if you just open yourself up to it. And the thing is, it's not healthy to... Listen, some of us are a decision away from breaking up in a relationship. Not because we're evil people, it's because people can't... Walking on eggshells has a limit. Just, just, just transparently. So, so a person can be willing to do it, but it has a limit. People just can't keep walking on eggshells. Everybody can think they can tolerate anything until they reach their limit. And so we don't take people for granted by saying, well, you know, I'll, I'll get it together eventually. We'll just keep walking on the eggshells and once I get to... No, 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 no. You're supposed to be making an effort to absorb the right sound to drive out that darkness, that depression, and that frustration. And, 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 and the thought might be, well... Well, well, you don't understand what I went through. The, the goal to absorb the right sound doesn't put down what you've gone through. It's the, it's the solution. It's not going to fix you because you absorbed sound today. But you want to absorb as much sound to flush out that noise that's been keeping you bound. Amen. That's all. So start wherever you are. But, and it's uncomfortable, it's agonizing at first for new, I'm going to tell you, coming into church music was the most agonizing thing for me. I, I, I didn't get what y'all was jumping around about. I'm serious, like I really didn't get it. I was like, that don't even sound good to me because of what I was used to. I had to get the frequency. I, I was in youth ministry, I remember Mr. Jerry, and they was playing uh uh, I don't know if they do it anymore, but it was integrity music. Uh, so it was more of a, it wasn't an urban, I'm going to use urban type. And, and, and so I'm like, Mr. Jerry, are, are we from the same culture? Like, why are you listening to this stuff? Like, I was like, we're going to chase the kids away. We worked in youth ministry together. But I picked up the frequency. I picked up the frequency so much, I, I mostly that's all I played. And so when you would come to youth ministry, you would come to the door, and there was a sign out there that said, hey, quiet, the Holy Spirit is working. And so when the kids would come in, they wouldn't be talking. And we would just be in worship before we minister anything. Oh, man, the atmosphere was phenomenal. Some people that come to visit was in youth ministry. It was phenomenal. Man, we went to a lodge. We had worship planned before we got into anything. Folk was falling out. They couldn't. These is youth. Nobody told them what to do. They couldn't get up off the floor because of the atmosphere. And we knew it was genuine because the other minister that I was working with, he came late with another guy. So it's not, not like you're in the atmosphere and, and somebody charged it up. They walked in the door. The young man that walked in with them, we went to eat. He couldn't leave the room. And all he, he came late. Because of atmosphere. See, atmosphere is big. And so when we come in and we've absorbed God's atmosphere, that's, that's why fast weeks are so powerful. At the end of the last fast week, that last Sunday, it was powerful. You know why? We're absorbing similar sounds. We're fasting the world. Everybody's not, but there's more people that are than not. So you know what that does? It changes the atmosphere. It ain't me. It's us receiving consistent sound. That's why Bible study, fellowships, worship. What are you doing? All that word is what? Same sound. What's being spoken over the phone? Everybody's listening on the phone, right? They're listening to what? The word. Praying what? The word. Talking about what? The word. That sound does something to people on the side. They start their day different. Ask any of them. Because they're absorbing sound. They're talking about sound. If, if, if it's a funky day and somebody comes up and talks about something outside of the world causes controversy, the whole day is different, ain't it? People be walking around going, man, should I have said something? Man, or they mad at me? Like now, now everybody's what? 
The adversaries confused us, right? But with the right sound, you ain't walking out. You are, whoo, you, you're so excited, you're going to tell somebody else about what you talked about. And then somebody else about what you talked about. That sound is breathing in you, you're breathing out to somebody else, breathing out to somebody else. You're not going in atmospheres. Well, I ain't saying nothing because they, they ain't going to think Christianity is cool. Oh, no, you, you're talking about the sign? Sound like they do. People that live in the world do not go, are you a Christian? Because I want to know if you're a Christian so I can watch what I say. They just start talking. So you know what I do? I just start talking. I do the same thing. I flip the script. You don't get high. Oh, you don't read the Word? Oh, wait, you don't have a Bible. You playing, man. You don't go to church at all. Get out of here. You playing. I, how, how do you live this life? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like flip the script. <laughs> what you reading about? You go to church? You go to church? You don't? Like what? what? You know how people treat you like you've been in a cave because you ain't hip to certain things? Treat them the same way. You don't. Wait, hold, hold, hold. You, you're not cracking on me, are you? Where you been? <laughs> and can't nobody live this life out here with all this craziness without God? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you can. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. You go ahead with your bad self, but I'm going to church. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Why don't you try that as opposed to, huh? no, 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 I, I didn't say Jesus. I didn't say Jesus. No, 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 no. God? No, no, I didn't say God. No, no. Godly. Yes. Say God? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I didn't say Bible. I, I'm church? Come on, girl. You know how we do. Really? Right, so, so let's stop conforming and transform and help other people to transform by absorbing the right sound and pouring out the right sound. People are waiting for you to come around so you can change the atmosphere. And you have what's in you to change the atmosphere. As soon as you open your mouth and start talking, I was talking to somebody this week and they was like, man, I'm so glad you called me. And it was like, I don't know, how, I don't know if it's on purpose or how this happens, perfect timing, but man, I, I don't know what the Lord said. I'm telling you right now. Somebody had to tell me, but it changed the whole atmosphere. Man, I feel so much better now because of what God was talking about. I, I don't, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. I have no idea. Some of the stuff people said on that video, I, I called one person. I said, man, that, that stuff, I said, I, I never heard that. Well, guess what? It changed my atmosphere because how many opportunities do you have to hear the impact you've had in people's lives and that collection of people? And then some of y'all don't know the backdrop in some of those situations. I know the backdrop. Listen, some of those people that said, man, you ask questions, they're just kicking and screaming. But, but there were so many people on there that's, uh, uh, you know, of course there were some athletes on there, but some people are not athletes, businessmen, lawyers, uh, uh, coaches. There was, besides my coach, there was other people on so many different levels in their life. And they love being around that sound of the truth of the word. And for me, if they never done nothing, that's what I love. Like, I, I love about their lives, and I listen to what they do in their programs. I listen to what they do with their jobs, in their professions. You know, one person, he's a businessman, but he's a, pff, hundreds of millions of dollars businessman. And, I, like, every time we talk, love talking to him because the sound that comes out of his mouth is all about God, what God says. He wouldn't be hundreds of millions. Young, he ain't no old person, right? And, but if you listen to him, he says, man, I just can't. He says, I don't get it. The same thing I said, he said, I don't get it. I don't know why people don't do this. How do they do it without God? He says, I'm doing things I never thought possible. I'm, I'm buying my, my, I bought my parents a house that, that people, people wish they had, right? And they don't have to do nothing. They don't have to worry about nothing, have to pay for nothing, nothing, just so as they're in their latter years, they could just be happy. Right? He says, but I wouldn't be able to do this without God. No notes, no nothing. They just enjoy their life. Right? And this, this, is, this is why we create sound. You understand what I'm saying? Think about how you feel when you hear that, right? You know, something. y'all get off of that Bible study fellowship. 
Y'all on the road, right? You know, you go volunteer, and you'd be like, listen, you probably want to, you know, go to church. You might listen, what I learned today, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like your, your whole flow is different, right? Isn't it? Like, you know, everybody you talk to, so this is what God is trying to do. So, so yes, there's sound effects, and I know the music is, is shaky, but it shouldn't be shaky. It's tested. All you have to test it for yourself. You don't, you don't never have to take my word for it. Test it for yourself. Test what you put in your atmosphere and how your week goes, the opportunities and the favors you have. Test when you absorb all the other stuff and how it seems like the whole week is putting out fires. Right? And, and then it's subtle because we go, man, this is a rough week, but we never say because of my atmosphere. We say it's a rough week because of the circumstances, not knowing the atmosphere drew in the circumstances. Right? Just like the atmosphere draws in the presence of God. Right? Stand on your feet. That's enough for today. Hopefully that uh, gave us something to think about.